Welcome to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. Discovering in Christ to love the life we live and learning how to live a life of love. We are with David Susan and his book, Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success. We've been having a fascinating discussion on the three principles of having balls, playing balls to the wall, and don't drop balls. And this is not only about sales, as we have mentioned in the previous podcast. And if you haven't listened to those podcasts, go back and listen. There are some amazing success principles, be it for your family, be it for your business, be it for your sales team, your management, leadership, any of these areas, these principles are universal in that in that regard. And so we are going to be concluding this interview with David today. There's a few questions that I'm going to ask him, but uh, welcome, David. It's good to have you back. Oren, thank you so much for having me. Glad to be back with you today. Good. So, David, I want to I want to jump right in today and ask you a question because there is a story. Now, this podcast, these podcasts, as my listeners are starting to find out, are all about the stories that people have. People have stories, and sometimes we underestimate our stories. David had a story enough to write a book, and he's got many other books to write about stories that he has in his life. But one story, David, that we, me and you were sitting, I still remember where it was. We were, you had come to from uh, Colorado, I was speaking in uh, New Mexico and you had come over and we were sitting in an IHOP and just, you know, blowing the breeze, talking about our lives. And you told me a story about a situation where you were in a car with a, I think a manager, a sales rep, and a few things that he said, it got really heated, some stuff that he had said. Uh, I don't want to give away the story. I want you to tell the story. But um, it really impacted me, some of the principles that you learned out of that story, some of the things that you got. Do you know which story I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. Would you mind sharing that story? And maybe just, and then I want to ask you a few questions about some of the stuff that I kind of got out of that story, because that's a story that really impacted me um, when you told it. And it really wowed me because uh, you had said a few things. Hopefully you'll remember some of the things you said. Well, if not, I'm going to ask you to. Uh... <laughs> But uh, maybe give a run-up to that story. What, Where were you? The company, the type of company that you in? You don't have to tell the names of the company, but uh, the company we're in, the, the environment that you were in at that time, and then leading up into that story. Yeah, I worked I worked for a company that high achievers, the, the entire company, high growth, and it was kind of a no-excuses type of company and nothing less than perfect type of company. And... We were going out to a client. We're driving for, I don't know, a few hours to get to a client. And I'm in the car with my manager. And I got to make sure, is this the same story? This is this the same? Good? I believe so, yeah. <clears throat> so we're driving. And all of a sudden, my my manager, I was a sales rep at the time, just starts laying into me. And you know, why, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? And just like almost verbally abusive to me. And it literally, he was just, I thought his head was going to explode. It was the, I've never seen it before in a mm-hmm. manager. And it was very foreign to me, especially coming out of a, a very, uh, the, the environment I was in at IBM, 
which was very respectful of individuals and you just wouldn't talk that way. And it's not the way I grew up. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this guy is just yelling at me and we're in this car and I'm driving and I'm behind the wheel and he's yelling at me and I think his head's about to explode and I'm just doing everything I can not to blow a, ga- blow, blow a gasket. Now, if myself. I remember, you had said that you had told him to stop the car. You wanted to get out. Was that was that correct? Did I remember that correctly? I slammed on the brakes. You were driving. That's I was right. driving. I slammed on the brakes, pulled the car over to the shoulder, the sandy shoulder, about as rapidly as I could stop. Mm-hmm. And probably at the top of my lungs, I blew a gasket. And I said, get the bleep out of the car. Right. First of all, I couldn't believe that it came to that. Right. The way he was talking to me. And second, I couldn't believe how I responded. But he couldn't calm down. He didn't want to listen. I, after an hour of just badgering and belittling me, I blew up and I just had to put an end to it. And like I said, slammed on the, slammed on the brakes, mm-hmm. said, get the bleep out of my car. And I think I scared the, uh, <laughs> scared the heck out of him. Now, one of the reasons I brought up that story and why it caught me and caught my attention, because uh, you had mentioned prior to the story that this culture in that company was very similar to that. It was almost, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, that... The ma- that manager had probably been under very similar with his manager, Correct. and with so it was multiple kind of, levels. Yeah, multiple, stuff rolls downhill, so to speak. Yes, it rolls downhill, and uh, we've been speaking about plays uh, balls. The the three secrets of sales success: having balls, no fear, playing balls to the wall, and don't drop balls. And you might say, well, what's that story got to do with any of that? Would you agree with me that? Setting a mindset, setting a culture within your, be it that you're in your family, be it within your business, be it in uh, your sales team, your management team, your leadership team. And if you are the one that is setting these, you've got balls, you've got no fear, that you are playing balls to the wall, that you um, are uh, have passion and purpose and you're treating your people with passion and purpose and you're not dropping balls, you're not letting them down, you're not that that same culture, the good, the positive culture will roll down and you will see a lot less managers losing it in a car with their people because they are receiving a positive funnel from from the top down versus that negative culture that you had grown up in. Because I can almost, I'm sure that none of these things really were were happening in that setting. And And if I remember you correctly, you said that that company finally went Belly up. Uh, well, not belly up, but they they had some significant impact to yes. their to their bottom line over the years. Very high turnover. I would agree that basically stuff rolls downhill is my belief. You know, I I do leadership speaking and training too, mm-hmm. and it's one of the the in my model we talked about outside of the podcast. Let's talk about my MVP leadership model, and I talk about how you treat your people. But it all starts from the top. Yes. And what's really difficult is if you're in middle management and what's above you is is not what you want, it is really hard to filter and be that buffer right. between 
what's below you and what's above you. And what we tend to see happen is however you are treated as a manager is how you treat your employees. Mm -hmm. And when you look at larger organizations, it and when it starts at the very top and you have multiple levels of management and it starts at the very top, it rolls down every level. Right. And to your point though, it that could be good or bad. Yes. If it's bad, it's it's a cancer that runs through an organization. Morale is low, turnover is high, it's awful. But on the flip side, if that leadership model is respect for the individual, if the leadership model values their people, if they help their people be successful, and they they truly believe that employees are an asset, not, not the mindset of you're lucky to be here, but right. I truly value the fact that you're working. That rolls down to, downhill too, from manager to manager to manager to, right. to, to all the employees. And in those, the culture is better. Yes. Turnover is less. Performance is higher. Right. And those are the companies that oftentimes, in tough times, are still able to attract better employees. Yes. They're able to retain employees. Right. right. Now, just to flip this for listeners who aren't necessarily business, what about family? Mm-hmm. Happens in family. You see how how you treat your children is how oftentimes you were treated. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very fortunate. I, I grew up with, until my father had passed away, I grew up with two very loving parents. And I was very lucky because I never saw them fight. I never saw them argue. Yeah. So the impression it left for me was this is how you are with your wife and this is how you are treat your children. Yes. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect. But that's the vision that I have because right. it's been passed down mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't have to be the buffer between mm-hmm. bad and good. So in our family, I try to be extremely loving right. and, and caring to my wife and my kids. Well, let's talk about that buffer because maybe some listeners are sitting here and going, well, that's fine and dandy. You're talking about companies, you know, that are flowing down the positive, but you've just had a company that was flowing down the negative. And how would these principles, having balls, playing balls to the walls, don't drop the balls, how could that help me in if I am that buffer behind a person who, maybe I have a boss who's dropping balls all the time. Maybe I have a manager or a somebody maybe in my family that maybe I'm the I'm a spouse and my spouse is dropping balls or playing balls not playing balls to the walls doesn't have that full on passion or doesn't have balls you know in these different areas I'm the one that's that buffer what kind of advice or what could you say to people that are having to be that air filter between all the smokestacks that are belching all this negativity, I've got to filter that because because if I don't stop it, it's just right. going to flow down to the next person and the next right. person. And I, well, I, yeah. I I think it's first off lead by example. Right. Right. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is just who you are, what you do. Really Leaders good. are decisive. People who are decisive are fearless. Mm-hmm. So it all goes. This all goes back to balls. Right. It's take a leadership role, even if you don't have a title, mm. be fearless and lead by example, treat your people right, yes. manage your people, manage your manager, manage those above you. Now, what do I mean by that? If you have someone that's above you that drops the ball all the time, mm-hmm. you manage them. How? 
say, oh, remember you were going to do this for me by this date? Mm -hmm. Remember, action item is always in your court, not theirs. Mm -hmm. So if they say they're going to do it, you still have the action item that says, hey, if it's not done by this point, I have a follow-up to make sure. So what you can do is begin to manage them. Mm -hmm. What oftentimes that, sometimes it works in the sense that they start learning that you're going to do it all the time. And don't be a jerk about it. But after a while, they realize, okay, if I don't do what I said for Oren, he's going to call me on it. And what you do is you start changing their behavior. Mm -hmm. So you can lead by example. You can um, be more organized yourself. You can set vision for your team. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe the, the company doesn't have a strong vision, but you create a vision for your team. Here's how we are. Here's how we're going to act. Mm. I had to do this in a company. It was my first management role. And I said, here's the way our, our team is going to perform. Mm -hmm. This is the standards by which we will play, mm -hmm. even if the company isn't. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So I think you can take on leadership traits, characters, responsibilities, no matter what your, your role is, right. and be the buffer. And all, all of these, right? Being fearless. It takes being fearless to do it. You have yes. to risk a little bit. You have to risk, I don't want to say looking bad, but that's what being fearless is. Yes. There's always a risk, yes. right? Playing balls to the wall. It's setting goals even if your company hasn't. Setting goals for your team how you're going to perform, setting goals for your family. Who do we want to be? It's that vision we talked about, yeah. right? And not dropping the ball, being on top of it. I think, you know, there's a scripture that I, in the Bible that reminds me, it says, don't grow weary in doing good. And I think so many times people, uh, you know, we feel that we're picking up the balls that other people are dropping all the time. But don't grow weary. I want to encourage my listeners, don't grow weary in being the one picking up the balls because, yeah, maybe the ones above you are dropping the balls, but remember, there's always some pe some people below you. And so it's not a, just about thinking about the people above, but it's about thinking about the people below. So if you're a wife whose husband is dropping the balls all the time, don't be thinking about that. Pick up the balls for your kids. If you're a manager that's got a manager dropping for your for your people, value your people, value your children, value your the people under you. You are you know, you being that buffer. And sometimes it'd be hard, but I love what Stephen Covey says is that, you know, focus on the circle of influence. Stop worrying about the things you can change and only worry about the things you can change. Yeah, I know you said, yeah. yeah. Don't, Don't worry about, about the things you can't change. You can't change. Yeah. yeah, and only worry about the things you can, can affect and can change. And I think that's... And lead, uh, that, lead that way by example. Exactly, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I, some of, some of the biggest change in my life is from one of my mentors who called me out, not, not in a rude way, but made me aware of some of this stuff, yes. right? Certain things I wasn't doing. And, you know, part of it was attitude. I had some attitude issues when mm -hmm. I first met him a number of years ago. And he just called me out on a regular basis going, yeah, but what, what's good about them? What's good about it? Because I would, I would go to a movie and say everything wrong with it. I'd read a book, tell them what was wrong with it. I'd listen to an audio program, tell them what was wrong with it. I'd go to a, a seminar, tell them what was wrong with it. I'd hear a speaker, I'd tell them what was wrong with it. And 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 he was a, a mentor and a workout buddy. I'd see him five days a week. And uh, every day it was, hey, but what was, what was good about it? What was, what was good about it? What was one good thing? What's something you learned from it? Is there something you could apply? So after about a year of this, 
finally I got the hint and I realized, okay, he recommended a book or a movie or something and I went to it and I knew, I knew the next day I was going to see him. I'm like, oh, he's going to ask me what was good about it. Oh my gosh, I better find something good because he's going to ask me. And so the next day I knew it. He goes, hey, what'd you think of the book? And I, or we, and I immediately said what was good about it. And the amazing thing is the more I focused on what was good in life, guess what I started to notice? Mm -hmm. More of the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you stop seeing the bad stuff. But this is true of, of being that buffer. Yes. The more you can, he was a positive influence on mm -hmm. me and he changed me. Now, I'm a slow learner. It took me a year. Right. But he's changed my life yes. and, and my outlook and perspective because of what he's done for me yes. has been invaluable. Well, you can be that influence. You can be that change agent to your kids, your spouse, your your employees, your empl co-workers, those that above you. Mm -hmm. You hear it all the time where someone with that influence and power manages up and they change how the organization is. But it takes balls. It takes yeah. being fearless. Right. It takes persistence and vision and staying on top of it. And it's everything that we've been talking about. Very good. Well, David, thank you so much for sharing your insights, your deep insights. I am I am sure my listeners have learned so much uh, over the last few sessions with you. And uh, I know that I'm excited for uh, the future and what it has, you know, it's still in store for us and for you and in uh, your in your pursuits and with this new book called Balls. And I'm wanting to encourage my listeners to go to Amazon. You can find it on Amazon. It's the author is David Susan, S-U-S-O-N. The book is called Balls, The Three Secrets of Sales Success. And we have covered the three, the three secrets, but there's so much more that he has got within the book and so much more cool things. You know, one of the things I've heard is you've got to hear things seven, eight times. And as you read this, as you get this book and as you go through it and you start assimilating these practices, you're going to see yourself in a, a totally different place that you were last year and the year before and, and uh, see yourself launched into a new era of success in your life. So once again, thank you, David. And is there anything you want to leave the listeners as you head out onto your white horse into the sunset? On my white house to the sunset. No, just get some, <laughs> get some balls. No, you know what? You know what, Oren? It's been a pleasure chatting with you and, and to your, your listeners. If, if you want to reach out to me, I'd love to talk to you, communicate with you, mm -hmm. help you in any way that I can, either through speaking, training, consulting. Love to be able to assist you. And, and I just want to wish you and your listeners the best of everything. Absolutely. Well, thank you, David. Thank you for listening to Vital Life Connection with Oren Rudolph. For more information on other available teaching, please visit our website at orenrudolph.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash orenrudolph.